We've been watching a lot of Brooklyn Nine Nine recently. It's so good. It's so fun. We're only on um, season one now. We're just at the end of season one. So no more spoiler. No spoiler. Okay, but I, here's all this great stuff that happens in, like, season five. <laughs> no. <laughs> no um, it's a really good show. It's good, and, like, we talked about with, like, one of the way back podcasts was that it got saved uh, from the canceling, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's still I, going. Yeah, I'm excited to see where it goes, but, like, still kind of nervous because... This was a very similar thing that happened to uh, Community. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, where it gets saved, but it it, it saved, it's not but it the same. Sucked because all yeah. the writers left, and like they they were clearly like bowing to like the higher higher paid people's mm. uh, requests. Cause, yeah. Like, have you watched season four of Community? Uh, no. no, I think I watched all the I like the regular the seasons. seasons. I didn't watch it after it was saved. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the season they, that they did like right after the cancel canceled and then brought back at like mid season. Yeah. Uh, was very bad, <laughs> um, to the point where like after it got like bought by Amazon so that they could produce it again, yeah. like. They referenced all the shit that was happening in uh, the the season four. Uh, they referenced it to it as uh, there was a gas leak, and all that bullshit was due to everyone just being loopy and dumb. Hmm. In the to, show, yeah, due to the gas leak. Ah, oh, that makes yeah. that, that's a very community. Yeah, they managed to yeah. to write it out, but I mean, season five was middling at best. Okay. It was kind of like, okay. Well, they lost a lot of their big stars, from what I understand. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, uh, Chevy Chase uh, did one episode, and basically they killed him off. Mm. Um, and then uh, Donald Glover uh, left after like four episodes. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So, it, they were just... <laughs> They were basically just kind of, like, plugging holes. Right. Uh, and they lost all their writers, which is never a good thing. The writing staff was fine, but they were trying to, like, do new things with the series. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, it, it was this... It, it was kind of a fun exploration. They were just doing a bunch of different styles. Oh, okay. Like, they did a Law & Order episode, and they did, oh, okay. like... That'd be different. Yeah. It doesn't it, match the show. Well, the show actually did switch styles. Yeah, they did on that occasion. a lot. Yeah. Like, they would have... They had more and more, you know, like, specialty episodes where yeah. they would mm-hmm. overtly spoof a specific yeah. style of film. I think yeah. I stopped watching it before that point happened. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's fine. Like, you can watch that stuff and be like... <laughs> It's more community. Yeah. And, like, even as bad as season four was, there was some good stuff in it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I like the show because the characters are interesting and likable. Yeah. So if they kept that up, if they didn't, like, take an otherwise likable character and make them awful, Mm. or take, like, an obnoxious character that was tolerable... But, you know, still obnoxious, and then just make them straight up obnoxious, which is a thing that happens. I don't know. Uh... They did some writing tricks to kind of, like, 
to change personalities. Okay. Like, they just did a straight-up, like, hard reboot of uh, um, Abed just to make him... Because they went way too far with him. Oh, okay. Like, um, in season three and season four, he was getting, like, too hard to rein in. Uh, and so they just kind of, like, did a reboot of the character. Hmm. How did they... What do you mean? Uh, they did a The Floor is Lava episode, okay. which was actually pretty fun. Mm-hmm. But they used the rules of Abed's, like personality issues like where he would get like super invested in a concept and then just like follow that to its conclusion um so they used the floor's lava episode to kill abed and then bring him back but like a little more mellow okay yeah interesting yeah it's Fine. It's okay. fine. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's all the way up to fine. Yeah. It's, like, it's not the worst thing I've seen on television. So, no. Yeah. And they handled it appropriately. I guess. Um, I yeah. Like having not seen it, I yeah. can't really comment. But. It's. Yeah. It's fine. It's okay. it's just that thing where like they lost track of what the what the show was, what the story uh, was. Yeah. Um, and they just. <laughs> And then, yeah, they just end up taking it too far and going the wrong directions with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, season four, season five was basically, oh, right, these guys are in college. They have to declare a major. They have to actually do stuff with their mm-hmm. lives. Right. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, anyways, I think that's a, that's enough rambling. We've only <laughs> go, gone for six minutes, so... Uh, welcome to Everything is Worse, the official Scudsworth.com podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Miller. I'm the man behind the website, and with me, as always, is the lovely June. Hello. June, how are you? I am fantastic. How's your week been? Well, my week has been... Pretty tame, nothing too crazy, but mm. a week from now, I get to take a trip to Montreal where I will get to meet the Vagina Fairy. Yay! Yay. I'm really excited for this. Uh, For those (laughs) listeners who uh, didn't want to go through three three years? Yeah, three years of uh, background story. Do you want to explain who the Vagina Fairy is and why? Uh, His name is Dr. Pierre Brassard. (laughs) Um, So I'm not sure if you would appreciate being called a fairy or not, but um, he is the um, gender affirmation surgeon in Canada, uh, as in, like, literally the only one. Uh, There is another one who is apparently trying to get established in Ottawa, and best of luck to them. But for now, we have Mr. Brassard. Um, The other one is kind of more like a a mob doctor. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, for for context on the three years, specifically, uh, the application went in March of 2015. Mm -hmm. The ball got rolling um, down the crazy... What's the name of those ridiculously complicated machines that don't do anything? Rude Goldberg. Uh, Rude Goldberg, yeah. So the ball started rolling on this Rude Goldberg machine. I just have to say that the ball getting rolling on the vagina fairy is such a funny joke that I can't not mention. Uh, Anyways, continue. Yeah, March 2015, um, and it's a lot of... Like, you know, you, you... I was on a waiting list to have an appointment. Yeah. Um, you know, and then after the appointment, then you have to wait for the next appointment, yeah. and then you have to get on a wedding list, 
waiting list to get to a different doctor and just all this stuff. A lot of hoops. A lot of hoops. Uh, You've got to do, like, the name change certificate. You've got to do the birth certificate update. Um, You've got to see the doctor. You've got to do lots of blood blood tests. Um, And, yeah, uh, it'll be July 17th is the day, so very excited for that. That's cool. That's so soon. Sorry. Yeah. Like, excited. No, it's only 10 days. Yes, yeah. So, and... uh, Everything is in place as far as um, taking a leave from my work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got like insurance papers and all this stuff. So it's been it's been a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Um, a lot of like, do you guys have this yet? Do you have this yet? Yeah. Okay. And yeah. Um, but I'm I'm really looking forward to it. So. Yeah. So is that, so sorry. September or July seventeenth. That's when you actually have the surgery. Ten days. Yeah. <gasps> oh my god. I'm. Yeah. So those of those of you who've been listening since the very beginning, uh, when we first started this podcast with very bad audio quality and just yeah. the worst editing, <laughs> I apologize. It was just so bad. Uh, you've managed to watch like here. a Cinderella or lit here. No, these are our viewers. Yes, they oh, watch yeah. with their yeah. mind eye. Yes. Okay. Yes. We're painting them word pictures. <laughs> yes. Uh, you, you've, you've, I, okay, you've got to accompany uh, us and June, specifically, on this... Uh, it's been a Cinder- magical roller coaster. Yeah, Cinderella tale, since it's the vagina fairy, or maybe it's like a Pinocchio story where... I'm a real girl. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, so... Uh, this is definitely a congratulations. I have to Aww, say, thank you. the energy in this room is very supportive. Aww. Uh, Carolyn is currently petting <laughs> and cuddling. We're um, snuggly. We're yeah. snuggling. But uh, I will say this one thing: June is full with way more nervous energy than she usually has. It's, uh, yeah, it's it's, it's calm. But it's there. It is. Excited it's, energy, no? Yes. I mean, okay, there's there's a lot to unpack, and mm. I'm not sure our listeners necessarily want all of that unloaded into their brains. Sorry, viewers, again, they're, they're watching. Viewers, all of our viewers, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's something that, on deep reflection, it's yeah. something that I've pretty much wanted since I knew it was a thing, mm-hmm. but didn't allow myself to want if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. um and spent a lot of time trying to talk myself out of it Mm. um and have witnessed a lot of antagonism towards the concept of transition Mm -hmm. from people who just don't understand it and can't be bothered to understand it yeah and it frustrates me when people you know, they talk about, oh, you know, free speech, I'm entitled to an opinion, I can, you know, voice my views and, and, and so on, and, and at the same time, take absolutely no effort or responsibility for actually understanding the issue that they're talking about. And I'm not even like, not even just like, agree, disagree, I mean, like, understand the basic talking points. Mm. Um like they they genuinely don't even know what the issue is about they don't know some of the some of the just like general facts involved um which i'm not sure readers want to listen to right now but well there's a lot and i mean again 
for those of uh, those of them who have been with with us since the beginning. It, oh, you've heard a lot of it. You, yeah, yeah. We we we've, we've, had, we've gone into detail. Okay. June chooses a lot of very important trans articles for us to discuss yes. and LGBT articles. And I do just want to quote Dimitri Martin, uh, the comedian, uh, regarding the uh, free speech shit. Yeah. People only ever mention that it's a free country when they're doing something shitty. It's true. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. Like, why don't you actually use your free speech to come up with a fucking valid point, you <laughs> shithead? Anyways. <laughs> And I mean, a lot of the arguments are just like, well, why, why not that? And because of current state of affairs, and it's the argument is like, because of current state of affairs, we're working towards something yeah. better, and mm-hmm. I want to be better emotionally, and I want to feel whole, and there's all these very important elements, and also shut up. <laughs> and it's like, you can't just decide your gender, and it's like, I didn't decide my gender fuckface. I <laughs> expressly... Yeah, very much did not want for many years. Trends. The yeah. gender decided you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's like... <sighs> the fact that it is... A subjective thing, people yeah. automatically assume that that's invalid. And by subjective, I mean it's something that I personally experience that I cannot share in any practical sense. Like, I can tell you about it, but I can't actually make you feel what I'm feeling. Exactly. Okay. And people sort of, like, A, it makes them uncomfortable, yeah. which I, I, that I actually do understand. But they then take that discomfort and they start looking for an excuse. Yeah. And, and the fact that they cannot feel what I am feeling to them is justification for just saying that it's full of shit. Mm. But it's like, if you have a headache, yeah. you didn't decide to have a headache. You cannot, it is, it's a headache is a subjective experience. Mm. Like, or like a migraine is another example. Cause everybody has headaches. Not everybody has migraines. Mm. And I have sincerely met people who don't believe that migraines are a thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, but they I, are. <laughs> I have met these people and they, you talk about like you know somebody says oh man I've got such a bad migraine and then their response is to be like oh you're just a you know a wuss and you it's just a headache like it's yeah. just everybody gets headaches they're fine you take some Tylenol you get over it you know cry more snowflake or whatever um, yeah, that, that's a good point what's it like being a snowflake oh my goodness <laughs> oh. Yeah. and and the thing is like obviously migraines and being trans are very different things yeah. but they are nonetheless things that people who don't experience them and don't understand it uh, feel that it's okay to denigrate yeah um, and, that's, and that's really frustrating because these people cause a lot of harm yeah and they don't recognize that they're causing harm and therefore become offended mm. when people try to point out that, hey, you're causing a lot of harm. And it's just this whole thing. It's, it's a whole thing. It's this whole thing. All it's right. Thing. Yeah. So uh, that is what's going on with June. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. But let's uh, continue on with our usual roller coaster here uh also with me in person is the effervescent i gotta think of another verb um, well, at least you stopped calling her intern well, i'm not an intern yet. i i if was, i was you would have taught me something by now i caught you oh. life on the mean streets of california <laughs> uh, i'm 
No, I'm, I'm I'm comfortable with it. I know I'm a bad teacher, but Carolyn's here. You weren't even a teacher in the first place. That's it. Anyways, I need with to a follow up. Should I just leave? I don't know what's going on. Uh, how was your week? It was good. It yeah? was really busy. Lots it of busy zoomed stuff. zoomed on by. Yes, it went well, though. However, I hurt my foot, which I'm super annoyed about. Yes, at yes. the horrible, terrible, completely pointless and worthless Calgary Stampede, <laughs> which is cur- I have some opinions. Josh <laughs> just, does not like the Stampede. Um, we all get it. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it was actually hurt earlier this week. I don't know how. And then it got worse when I sort of rolled my ankle over sideways. So anyway, yes. we had delicious food at the Stampede today. Oh, uh, that's the best it part. It was really good. I will say, um, I don't like the Stampede. Uh, my partner, Kamala, goes like every year. And so... We, I will go with her, uh, but it's only ever for the food. Yes, and they have the best food. We did, because we're big fatties, we were lying in bed last night looking at the, like, what's going to be at <laughs> Calgary Stampede, and so we were looking at, like, all of the new, like, cool fry yes. food. So, what, did you, did you eat the thing that had, like, the ground crickets on it. No. No? That's so no I'm comfortable not eating that. Oh, yeah, our friends were talking about that. Yes. They're like insects, and we're like, so mm. gross. Yeah. Yeah, well, June ate a delightful corn dog. Mm, oh, I love the corn dog. I ate Thai food from a food truck, and June ate a piece of pizza, <laughs> and we got, what's it called? Lemonade, strawberry lemonade. Oh, that's oh, good. From that uh, lemonade vendor? Not the usual no? one with a half <gasps> lemon in it. Yeah. It was a different one, and they had a bunch of chunks of strawberries in there, and a lime, and some thyme, and some basil, mm-hmm. and some strawberry, and some lemonade, <laughs> and some sugar. When we went it was last, so good. They were selling... Uh, like pineapples that were like oh. carved out and oh. with like the with like a shake in it. We or saw a like food that. truck for that yeah. at Canada Day oh, last okay. weekend. Yeah, yeah, Princess Island Park. Yeah. But you you didn't get that one. No. no. <laughs> There's a but huge yeah, line. It was fun, and we had ice cream. Yeah. Specialty ice cream or just like a vanilla like cone? Soft ice cream. Oh, just like a soft serve. Yes. Not like. The one at the zoo is way better soft <laughs> serve. <laughs> yes. But that's also because it's at the zoo. No, because so. they have good ice cream. Ah. Anywho. She's an ice cream day. connoisseur. Nah. <laughs> anyway. No, you just know what you like. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Um. Yeah, nothing else too exciting here. Nothing too crazy. Just the usual. Just huge. Yep. Yeah. And with us. Uh, live from satellite. <laughs> live from satellite. Live from satellite. Uh, with us in the Death Star oh. is Haley. Hey. Hey. What's up? How's your Death Star going? Yeah. Uh, my Death Star is coming along. I am <laughs> going to improve on previous designs where there's a weak spot. Oh. That's really you, easily. Exploitable? Yeah, exactly. I will say that uh, the fact that the only weak spot was one ventilation shaft, it's kind of impressive, considering that, you know, a planet size, well, a small moon sized space base uh, that had like hundreds of levels of living quarters and like uh, a giant laser that can blow up, like a laser that can blow up a planet. <laughs> Like I assume, with laser beams. Sorry. Yeah, I, I assume would give off a lot of heat, and the fact that they had one 
ventilation shaft that was the problem, I think that was pretty good engineering. So, Haley, ah, where's your ventilation okay, shaft? So, <laughs> I finally watched the um, the Netflix kind of anime, Sangrio nan- anime that my daughter's been bothering me to watch. Oh, is it a Gretzko? A Gretzko. Yeah. Oh my god. So freaking good, right? Oh my gosh. I think my um, my number one is the shitty boss episode. Yes. Oh, it's so epic. Uh, I will actually uh, get you extra excited. Uh, it has already been renewed. Uh, a new season's coming out in 2019. I am like, I just... I just have, I don't, the words, the words, there aren't enough <laughs> words. Like, I put it off and put it off, and my daughter's like, no, watch this, and like, tap, 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 tap. And then finally I was flying somewhere, and I was like, okay, I'm just going to download all these episodes yeah. and watch it while I'm on the plane. I mean, besides the the uh, the stories themselves are really awesome, I love that they're in those 15-minute little snippets. Yeah, um, I will say there is over 100 episodes uh, that came out in Japan, and you can find a good handful uh, on YouTube if you uh, just search for, like, a Gretzko. How many are on Netflix? Uh, I think it's just ten? one season, actually. Oh, yeah, it's okay. it's one season, but, like, all of the, um, the things that they were doing in Japan were just, like, non-story things. Oh, okay. Like, so there's, like, these hundred episodes of just these, like, random, random events in Gretzko's life that uh, she sang metal about. Oh, okay. Um, but the you or the uh, Netflix version has, like, a, a much bigger story. Ah, okay. Yeah, that kind of, like, establishes who these people are and everything. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And also, it's great. <laughs> mm-hmm. I might have to check this out. I mm-hmm. recommend it. Oh, sorry. I'm dropping things. Um, oh, so, okay. no, Agretzko has been uh, phenomenal. I've been playing some more Fortnite. I'm kind of on the fence about deciding on a new game to buy. I'm, I want to, it's like you want to spend the money on it, but at the same time, you're kind of like, oh, I'm building something here and <laughs> what, I shouldn't uh, spend $80 on a video game, but that $80 could potentially give me happiness for eight months. Okay, but what game? Cause... Uh, yeah, it really depends. Well, yeah. yeah, the new Assassin's Creed, I think, is what I'm leaning towards. I'm mm. really curious about the one that they've announced that's upcoming, Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, Assassin's um, Creed Odyssey. It's Okay, so I was very disappointed when the last Assassin's Creed, you weren't able to pick the gender of your character. Although uh, I, I really enjoyed that about the it one before. I really Odyssey is going to be set in a Grecian time period. Isn't it ancient Greece? Like yeah. The yeah. Odyssey? Ooh, and you can pick fun. a male or female character and have romance options. I want to play that sure. game. We should play it. Well, okay. it's, a, it, it's not I just like romance op- options. It's romance options, but it isn't gated by the gender you choose. Yes. Ooh, that's yeah. even better. See, that's, that, that part June. to me okay. is really... We will that play. sounds that's fun. Exciting. I like the Odyssey. Um, but it's also... It's not, yeah. It's, not, yeah. it's not the Odyssey. It's just... No, it's, oh, it's loosely just based on that time period. Oh, that sounds fun anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, I like... It I involves like, a lot of stabbing people. Do you remember if uh, if Matt got that as like a, a physical media? Because maybe he'll just send it to you. Haley. Uh, sorry, the what? <laughs> uh, do you know if Matt got because he was playing it on on PlayStation? Do you remember if he got he, it as a physical copy? Because maybe he'll just send oh, it to you. Oh, I, I don't it. know. I would have to ask him. Um, yeah, I maybe haven't... text him. <laughs> 
uh, have an, uh, have an, I, I could, you know what I could do? I could do something crazy and I could text him, but yeah, all your messages, that. I don't know what happened with my iPhone, but it's like some, some of them come in with just the phone number and I never know exactly who it is. Oh, that's weird. Uh, well, it's because she lives on a space station that is in geosynchronous orbit with oh, the planet. So. Oh, yeah. why didn't I think it's of that? Screwing up. It's like that episode of Thunderbolt 5. Sure. <laughs> I was um, thinking more of You know of that. what I've actually been wondering or pondering in my spare time this week? Uh, is there anything that I need to book time off or for for upcoming wedding-related activities? That's consumed uh, by nine a lot this week. Oh, yes. Not until next year. Yeah, yeah the wedding is May 18th. Well, uh, yeah, that part is having... like burned into my brain. I remember that. We yes. will have like um, a rehearsal dinner. We are, we're going to do that. dress shopping uh, November, December, probably. Yeah, like late this year or early next year. Yes, yeah. So we will let you know about that. Yeah, yeah. Let me know about other upcoming stuff, which we. That's kind of stuff that I want to be there for, but I want to be able to like request days off and be there for that, right? We have not planned a day yet. A unified shower and a unified bachelorette. But that'll be really close to the wedding. Yeah, that'll be a lot closer. That'll be next year. I really don't know. Which of your bachelorettes am I invited to? Because that'll be. Fucking right. We missed the word one. unified. Oh. We're having oh, just one. The one. You no. can come to both. I mean, the whole thing. The whole, the whole thing. thing. You can come to the one. Okay. Yeah. I just wanted to know because I'm in the wedding party. I'm like, wait, I should have jobs or something. There yeah. will be things, but we have no idea what they are. I need to commission we'll get back a cake. To you about that. Large enough for me to jump out of. <laughs> Oh, okay. Sounds like. Aren't you not supposed to tell us about that? Well, that's just how I'm gonna show up to the party. Surprise cake. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna roll up and what's this giant cake? Wait a minute. (laughs) Wait a tick. Hello, we're here. Gonna be in full uh, all might regalia, and I'll be like, I am here. Oh, that'd be sweet. (laughs) Did you miss me? Yes. Uh, But that's yeah. That's a bit about my week watching Agrets go and just yeah. That's all I've had time for. <laughs> we you should do uh, some articles because it we have gone for a half hour already. All right, all right. articles. 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 Who, uh, who one, wants to one. go first? I have one. Okay, go on. I have one. Carolyn's going first, apparently. I have one. Okay, go for it. Okay, so... You got it. It's, it's all you. Let's go. <laughs> What's this movie called? Just a second. Oh. Um, okay. Ahem, ahem. There's this <laughs> new movie which Netflix is releasing soon called First Ladies, and Jennifer Aniston is going to be the President of the United States, and then she's going to have a wife. The whole President of the whole United States? Yes. Wow. Anyway, so that's pretty cool. (laughs) There's going to be these two women's in the White House in this cool movie. Oh. And... I will say now... That is all. That is probably the only thing that can write that ship. Yes, <laughs> the White House is real messed up, so maybe this will make it be better. But yeah, that's like all that this article says. But anyways, <laughs> that is my announcement. <laughs> I think it's coming out soon in Netflix. It'll be pretty cool. I've never seen is there anything like, like that a, at all. Is there a plot synopsis, or is the plot lesbian president? I don't know. It's like this super short... You need more plot than that? What? It's it's just like a little paragraph in the article that says, this movie is coming out. It was on this gay website thing, and it had like this little thing about about a little movie. It's it's a direct sequel to the Quantum Leap episode where he goes back in time and uh, prevents Donald Trump from becoming president and Uh, human history proceeds on a course that doesn't lead to our complete destruction. Um, See, you know, uh, I don't seem to remember a Quantum Leap episode where uh, Sam is... 
is a lesbian, but that's because they had that. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't become any of these characters. He just stops. Oh, okay. Oh, I see. Anyways, sorry. You're very confusing. I don't even know. Do you not know Quantum Leap? No, hence why I'm confused. Oh. June has to educate me. Okay. I, I will explain it. Why haven't you um, educated me properly? Yeah. June? It's not. It's Jeez, not interesting June. enough for us to go into detail and waste valuable airtime. But <laughs> it was a science fiction show about a time traveler who uh, inhabited people's bodies and solved their life issues. Basically, basically. is this the one in the White House? My no. Mom? No. Oh, no he right. jumped into like different bodies in different time periods and then prevented oh, bad things from happening. Basically. I see. And, and it had yeah. like weird, like weird, kind of out of place, subtle Christi- Christianic overtones or oh, undertones, I guess. Yeah. Weird. yeah. And there's there's one episode where he, he literally solves this woman's problem by convincing her boss that she is transgender. Oh. Why would that she she's she's getting a lot of sexual harassment from this guy. And um, so his solution to prevent the sexual harassment is to convince him that she is transgender. But what? Okay. Yeah, I know. It's a very I, short-sighted... So, I, I, it's one of those episodes that, like, at the time, I didn't know how to feel about. Because, you know, on the one hand, it was like, oh. But on the other hand, like, in retrospect, like, it... it Problematic at best. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it wasn't, like, overtly transphobic. Well, okay, it was literally transphobic, but the transphobic person was a bad guy, and the character was meant to be sympathetic, and I don't... Problematic at best is problematic. The there we go. Okay. Yes. Anyways, um, June can tell us about an article now. All right. Okay. Uh, if she's so If she to. is so inclined. Well, okay. So the article that actually there's a lot of shitty things happening. Oh um, my god! Yes. A lot of articles. The the, the one that I want to talk about because it's like a nice thing to talk about um, is okay. So Superman in the comic books. Um, they recently got rid of the underwear because a lot of people thought it was silly. It is silly. Um, it's not. It, it is. If you know the if you know the reason he has them, then it's not. It makes a lot. What of sense. is the reason? Because it, they modeled the they modeled Superman off of like old school strongmen, yeah. and oh. strongmen were popular uh, before they had elastic waistbands, and so when they wore like their spandex like strongman lifting suits and stuff, yeah. there was a risk of the crotch tearing out oh. so they would put underwear over top really? of this yeah it wasn't it was just shorts oh, it was shorts so it wasn't underwear well, the, yeah like yeah. it the oh. yeah and it it also creates that like strong visual element specifically it breaks up the color yeah um oh. so yeah it's not it's not underwear on the outside it's just it was like a practical function yeah um that was then incorporated into the character design I see. and has visual aesthetic purpose. But anyways, they got rid of it because a lot of people just assumed it was underwear on the outside and thought it was dumb. Yeah. Uh, They're bringing it back. um, And it's tangential to what I actually want to talk about. Um, The way they're... So what's going on right now is they got uh, a new writer, um, fairly famous, uh, Brian Michael Bendis, Mm. who is sort of a big name in comic books. He is, Uh, yeah. He is most notably responsible for the... um, uh, the Marvel Ultimate Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, the Marvel Ultimate Universe was essentially like a soft reboot. Yeah, they wanted um, to try new things with new characters. Yeah, they, they wanted to, like, they didn't want to reboot all of Marvel, but they wanted to see what a reboot might look like. Yeah, and they wanted and, to know what would work and what wouldn't. And yeah, and the series, yeah. like, I'm really glad that they didn't, like, DC, when they do a reboot, they just rebooted everything. Marvel created this separate universe where they could kind of try stuff out. 
Some of it worked, some of it didn't. Some of it was really good. Yeah. Um, some of it was awful and really stupid. Um, but they kept the good stuff, they ditched the awful stuff, and Brian Michael Bendis got a really good name for himself because some of the stuff from the Ultimate Universe got incorporated into the main universe, and a MCU. lot of it, a lot of it got put into the the cinematic universe. Yeah. Point is, he's taken over, um, and as you know, new write less. What happens when new writers take over is he likes to shake things up. What I genuinely like about this mm-hmm. is uh, he he is writing like recently Superman has featured Lois Lane and their ten year old son. Yes. And so. It, John Superman. Uh, yeah, John <laughs> well, Kent. John um, Kent, yes. But anyways, it, as was expected, you know, New Writer comes on, and the first thing they do is ditch the wife and kid, which is pretty much always frustrating, but yeah. I genuinely like the way they did it this time. Um, specifically, okay, the, they, didn't, they didn't fridge him. They didn't just wipe it out of existence or mm. say it never happened. Um, I have some serious misgivings about One More Day, Oh fuck! Do I ever? Yeah, like that's I, what I, made me stop reading comics. I can't. I can't read Spider-Man comics it's anymore. It's pretty and, bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, brand new day. Brand new day. Well, no, no one, one more day. Whatever, day. whatever. Like you know what I'm talking about. Mm. The what I like what they've done here is yeah they've written out the wife and kid, but the way they did it was quite ingenious. Um, specifically, Superman's father is apparently still alive for reasons we're not sure. That's okay. not that's not the important part. Uh, he's semi not fantastic he's not necessarily full on villain but he doesn't like humans okay um and so he basically came to them and he's like i want to show my grandson the universe this planet that you guys are on is terrible the people here are terrible uh they are a bad influence on my grandson so like super racist and yeah but he's like i want to take my son on a tour of the universe and so lois and clark talk about it and they decide that if they just outright refuse it wouldn't be super difficult for John to just go anyways. Oh, yeah, and John really wants to go. Yeah. John wants to get to know his grandfather. He wants to see the universe. I mean, he's a 10-year-old kid. You can totally see him doing this. And so they agree on the condition that Lois gets to go with him and look over him. Mm. So that way, you know, they don't necessarily jeopardize the relationship with their son. They show, like, a level (coughs) of trust. But at the same time, um, they, um, you know, have his mother there with him. Yeah. um, Which, I mean... It's, it's brilliant because it's actually very plausible and it has a strong emotional core. Yeah. Um, so it, it makes sense. And like once they're away on the other end of the universe, they can kind of keep them away indefinitely if that's the route they choose to go with it. Um, which, I mean, you know. Well, I do like this. Yeah. For one very important reason. It's not one more day. Well, it's not one more day. But it's also... Yeah. Uh, they could spin this off to in to reboot the old series, Superman's Girlfriend, Lois Lane. And oh, then yeah. just have Lois Lane's adventures in the universe with her father-in-law yeah. and her son. There's, there's a lot of cool things they could do with this. Yeah. Um, and I like the fact that, you know, it's it's... They weren't fridged. They weren't written out of existence. Yeah. It wasn't like some bullshit nonsense that doesn't make any sense. Like, it's it's a good story. Um, the thing that really, really pissed me off about One More Day is that it basically undid everything that I personally experienced about the character. Um, yeah, I mean, the I, character growth. Yeah. Like, keep in mind, um, Spider-Man 
was married sometime in the 70s, I believe. Uh, the the rationale behind it was was kind of hackneyed. Like, basically, Spider-Man's girlfriend, Gwen Stacy, dies. Uh, she had been his girlfriend for over 10 years at that point. Uh, and then Mary Jane had just been kind of like a side character. And within, I think, less than a year, they were married. Oh, uh, yeah. It, it, it came very quickly. It was definitely shoehorned. Um, but for me, as a reader of Spider-Man, I didn't know any of that. Like, yeah. I started reading Spider-Man comic books when I was a little kid, which would be in the 80s. So in all of my experience, Spider-Man was married to Mary Jane. Mm. Um, you know, I read the wedding issue. I read a lot of the issues before and after. I didn't necessarily realize how hackneyed and shoehorned it really was. I just knew that these two were married. Yeah. Um, and all of the comics that I ever read my entire life, either they were married or, or I read they, with the understanding that they one day would be. Yeah. Um, and they're so, married and they love each other, June. Just leave it alone. Right? Yeah. Um, and that actually meant a lot to me, like mm-hmm. having a, an actual strong relationship because no other comic book character had a significant other, really. No. You know, like Scott and Jean Grey were probably the closest and their relationship was all kinds of batshit fucked up. Yeah. Um, it's always on the rocks. Yeah. You know, obviously, like Bruce Wayne never, like they're doing that now. I'm curious to see where that goes. Superman and Lois, that is its whole thing. That was always... I mean, yeah. when I was a kid, though, the show Lois and Clark was on, so it was my strong understanding yeah. was that, like, they are together yeah. and they will be married. Well, okay, they the comics were actually planning to have right, married, yeah, right. and then the show, wanted the producers, that, yeah. they wanted to do it first, but the comic writers were like, well, we spent all this time, like, what are we going to do, just kill him? And then they decided to kill him. Um... There's actually a yeah. really good uh, uh, podcast called Wizard and Bruiser, mm-hmm. and they just did the history of Superman. Yeah. And uh, they actually discussed that, and the reasoning was the whole, we'll just kill him yeah. thing, was because uh, they would go on, like, writer's retreats, like, every couple months. Oh, yeah. And the joke was if they couldn't think of anything to do with the character somebody would just suggest they kill them and then we would have a good laugh and then like no seriously what are we gonna do and that was the time that they were like we should actually kill him (laughs) (laughs) yeah and then and then that you know they did eventually get married and then they just retconned the whole thing and and wrote the marriage out of existence they were still like like superman return yeah um but yeah, the point is that it's it's a it's a pattern that has repeated itself. Like anytime there's a character in comic books that has a significant other, new writer comes in, says this relationship is not it's something doomed. That, yeah, like they just they don't want to write that, right? And so they just do some hackneyed bullshit and basically hand wave it away. The thing about one more day that really, yeah. really irritated me is that there was no opportunity to grieve. So welcome to the new podcast by Scudsworth.com, where, where Josh and June just talk about all the problems with the Spider-Man series, One More Day, and Brand more Brand New Day. Anyways, okay, so back to the actual topic is yeah. I appreciate the fact that, again, they wanted to write out the wife and kid, but they did it in a really, really good way, I feel. So can yeah. I ask you mm-hmm. a question about, like, the meaning of this? Okay, go ahead. Superman mm. is a Boy Scout. Yes. He is the best of humanity. Yes. He will never do anything wrong because he's like the one shining light of understanding in the entire world. Yeah, that's the way to put it. So, 
what's the point of getting rid of the wife and kids? He's not going to cheat on Lois. He's not going to have a, a sordid romance while she's gone. There's no point in her being gone. They could just not write his home I, life. I would agree fully. Yeah. And I kind of wish, like, I suspect that, I, I hope that that's the direction they go. Um, it, it frustrates me that writers feel the need to... Like, if the wife and kid are there, they feel yeah. a need to do something with oh, to them. to check in with them every Yeah, time. and that, you know, like, they want to do stories where they just don't have to worry about it. And it's, I mean, it's lazy writing, is what it is, usually. Yeah. Um, and not that I'm necessarily accusing... Um, Michael Bendis. Michael Bendis of lazy writing. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, at the same time, I like, I do get it from a creative standpoint. Like, there's... The thing with comics that are different from any other medium is that you have to come out with something, with, new. with something new every month. And unlike television, where there's, you know, usually shows will run for a few years at most, and Simpsons is like an exception, but yeah. comics, they're never going to stop making Superman comics, realistically. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, so yeah. we understand that Superman isn't going to cheat on Lois. Right. It, it would be so far out of character. Yeah. Like, it doesn't make sense. The, it, it's my opinion on, like, writing Superman, and this mm. is the argument that's always had. Yeah. Superman, you can't do anything with Superman. The reason that, like, his supervillains are Brainiac mm. and Lex Luthor is because they are intelligent. They yeah. use their smarts to combat his brute strength. Like, yes. That's the concept. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the entire concept. But, like, the idea of Superman just being impervious and, like, this beacon of good and, and like, understanding what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. Because he was instilled with this, you know, moral code. Mm. Like, not having Lois and his son around, doesn't, fine. It yeah. doesn't really matter. All that would really provide is levity. Yeah. Right? But... Taking that away means mm. you have taken away the only other weakness he has, right? His yeah. weakness is kryptonite and the fact that he doesn't want good people to suffer. Yes. If you take away his wife and kid, it means you've taken away leverage from him. You can't hurt Superman, but you can hurt people around him. So the mm. stories always have to be things that are happening around Superman, and then Superman yeah. shows up and fixes things. Yeah. Um, and, okay, that that is a fundamental weakness of the character. Mm-hmm. To me, I think Superman's stories work best when he's presented with a moral quandary. Yeah. Like, that's that's kind of his shtick, where he can do whatever. Yeah. The question is, what does he do? What is the right thing? Um I mean, people give a lot of shit to the yeah. Superman, you know, walking across America. That was thing. actually, like, I, I like the idea. Yeah. It, it, was, it wasn't yeah. presented it, great. The execution wasn't there, but yeah. the, like, the core concept was actually a really good yeah. one. Of um, him trying to understand this nation that he serves. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, and yeah, I think that that, the problem is that comic books want to shy away from politics <laughs> and Superman is just not a character where you can shy away from politics and get away with it. Uh, like shying away with politics with Captain America. Yeah. yeah. Clearly you're fighting a losing battle. Yeah. Like that's, I honestly, it's not the only reason that the recent Superman movies failed, but I think it's a big part a of it huge part, yeah. is that they tried not to be political when the, 
the single biggest political issue United, in the United States, the issue that's tearing the country apart, is illegal immigration. Yeah. Superman is an illegal immigrant, and he is also a de facto icon of the United States. Yeah. There, there is no way to tell a story about this character without addressing that, without having it be a completely hollow and vapid piece of shit, which is well, one I mean, of which the reasons. Is what happened. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, there, there was more going on, but... There was one scene in Batman vs. Superman where he's, like, kind of hovering over a crowd of immigrants and they, like, reach their... Well, I shouldn't say that. A crowd of people, uh, visible minorities. And I apologize if that... It was offensive, and I'm sorry for saying it that way. No. But, I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, the, that's the, 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 like, the, the imagery it was evoking is that these, these people are um, a visible minority. Many of them were likely immigrants, uh, and they were looking up to this person... And it was a cool scene, and it could have had some real punch, but the only way it could have had some real punch is if they actually leaned into the politics there, which they yeah. did not. Like, that scene does not relate to anything else that happens in the movie. It's, it's just a scene that somebody thought was cool and probably existed in one version of the script. Um, but, anyways. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, should we move on? Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I mean, that was, well, that was we're, we're getting to the point where we need to move on, so. Sorry. Yeah. I, I, I'm suggesting we move on, but realistically, <laughs> Haley, <laughs> sorry, Haley, Haley, do you want to do your uh, article, please? Uh, okay, I kind of had a couple up there, but I think mm-hmm. I'm going to go with uh, both uh, Fortnite and uh, Warframe coming to... Um, Nintendo Fortnite Switch. already came to Switch, didn't it? Yeah, Fortnite's on Switch already, um, but it kind of has like. Is Fortnite's already on on the Switch, uh, but there's is it? a I lot of. I haven't seen it, so that's why I'm like. Oh yeah, what? yeah, it's it's available on Switch at this point, but uh, this actually, whole like, uh, links on to uh, Warframe. Yeah. Uh, because it's actually uh, something that June and I were talking about uh, before we started recording. So, yeah, if you want to um, talk about this uh, Warframe on the Switch, uh, because that'll lead us into the exact reason why this is a thing. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, um, I guess it's pretty exciting. I To me, to me it signifies something a little bit different as well. Yeah. Like, um, just more mainstream games that aren't the typical you know what i mean nintendo doesn't typically yeah it's, it's a to, oh this game's trial. really popular therefore we're going to make it available it has to fit yeah. within yeah. you know x x through z pra- pra- parameters yeah um which is really exciting to me i mean in in aspects also i mean nintendo growing again growing its base of popularity outside of us some diehards for you know some for for some titles like Super Smash Brothers or oh, Zelda. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's very known for those kind of niche games that people are super into or you know the uh reminiscent uh sort of purchases of Nintendo which I I, I mean for a lot of part I can definitely fall into that group but to me it's just it's it's symbolistic of almost like the rebirth of Nintendo. Nintendo has always struggled to garner third-party support. Pretty much since the days of the Super Nintendo, they haven't had a lot of backing from people that weren't directly tied to Nintendo. Like, they would have, you know, a few titles come out, 
Um, one of their biggest weaknesses is that it was pretty much always Nintendo exclusive. That is to say, it was rarely titles that had a strong presence on other platforms. Um, like you look at the N64, you look at the GameCube, you look at the U, you look at the Wii U, um, you know, varying degrees of success, but most of their really big titles were Nintendo exclusive. Whereas like Fortnite is currently probably the most popular game in the world right now. Which is, so the yeah. Fact, yeah, like, yeah, like Fortnite is more or less at the top of the heap as far as games out today. So the fact that it is out on the Switch is a really, really big deal. And then likewise, Warframe, um, not necessarily as well known. Like, I don't necessarily want to call it a niche title because it's it's not. It's huge. But, yeah. you know, it's also like it's one of the most firmly established games that's available in the market as well today. Uh, and so seeing that on the Switch is another indication that, like, the major players are very interested in Switch. It's like they're taking notice again of Nintendo. Yeah. And it's also that Nintendo has opened uh, its doors to, like, we've been seeing this a lot with, Mm. like, the indie developments um, that are coming out. Uh, We had just gone to uh, a uh, Best Buy and saw Owlboy uh, for Nintendo Switch, like, on the shelves. And it... That was something that... I'm playing that on the Switch. It's yeah. so fucking it's good. It's good, yeah. It's so good. Um, but it's like, it is just these smaller development companies or these indie development companies, the, uh, Golf Story and... Um, oh, yeah. Uh, and I, I guess mean, like outside of Steam more, World Dig, outside yeah. of like Japanese exclusive indie developers, because a, the, a lot of indie developers in Japan do... Yeah, it, but like this idea that Nintendo is finally opening its doors, but also keeping that Nintendo seal of quality type yeah. like, requirements where they're like, it's more open to indie developers, but we also want to make sure that what you're producing is, you know, appropriately polished yeah. for Nintendo. And I mean, Warframe. As much as I ride you guys about your Warframe addiction, and as much as like, oh, a new update came out by the way, June. Carrying on, <laughs> oh, what? Jesus Christ! What a new out? update came out. Oh, sweet. I I've been playing way too much Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm kind of like that. That game has its hooks in deep right now. Yeah. Uh, point being, it like it is, it is good. It like it's impressive. It's polished. It's it's good. And yeah, not like overly communi- aggressive with microtransactions. And no. the community really supports and uplifts it, and that is that is by far a Nintendo quality. Yeah, is that the that the community loves it to a point where they don't like they don't want it to get away from them. I think the strength of the Switch really boils down to the fact that. It's, everyone loves it. <laughs> everyone loves it, yes. Uh, everyone loves it because it you can play it pretty much anywhere that's convenient to you. It yeah. is a portable system, but it's also a TV system. Yeah. You can just sit back on your couch and you don't have you don't have to stare at the tiny screen if you don't want to. Yeah. But at the same time and it's like, "Oh, we got to up and go." Okay, you know, and then you just take it with you and so I yeah. I do think that uh like this article and the fact that Haley was talking about it and you know our conversation regarding it uh, is very important here but before we get to like the challenging uh, 
area. Of, oh yeah, right? this yeah. Um, I will say there's one thing about it. Yeah. That uh, I'm a little concerned about. Okay. Because I don't own one yet. Right. But I'm so sorry. Oh, t- oh, have you gotten yours? Oh yeah, I've had mine yeah, since yeah. the last profit share. Yeah, so so you got yours. It's um so the fact that I haven't gotten it yet. We are looking at buying it. Uh, as mentioned, me and Kamala, we're going to go have these on it because we both like it, or we both like the concept, and there's a lot of games on there that we both would really like. Um, mostly, we do the same shit. I don't see us using it as a handheld too much. Fair enough. But um, I can imagine a situation where... I will go someplace and take the switch with me to go, like, to kill time wherever Mm -hmm. I'm going. Yeah. But her being home and being like, I'm going to play the switch. Oh, fuck. Ah, yes. That's going to be. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, I mean, I'm not sure it's a situation that, like, you guys, like, you experience. Oh, I take mine with me on trips. (laughs) Well, I mean. Yeah, no, but yeah, the two people fighting over it, like. Yeah. I wouldn't play it. <laughs> well, you wouldn't play it. But, like, I mean, if there was a Orphan Black simulator or something yeah. on it, that maybe you guys would fight over. It's a good show. We and finished one... it. <laughs> we did. We're, we're we done with that. We finished it all. You won't hear anything more about it. That's, that's why we started watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're done well, it's a good, it's a, it's a good pickup. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so, moving away from Orphan Black. Yes. Um... But uh, back to Haley's topic, um, the idea of this coming to uh, Switch and and the same thing with Fortnite as being kind of a comparative study, if anything else, um, the issue that uh, June and I were discussing was that um, with Fortnite, uh, uh, Sony seems to have uh, tried to create a walled garden, like tried to gate off uh, the access to Fortnite, um, where they're not like super into the idea of crossplay, and we've seen that before with yeah. like Rocket League and stuff. Um, the idea that Warframe coming to the Switch, where it is primarily played, like Xbox, yes, it does, it is on Xbox, but it really seems to be uh, primarily. PlayStation and PC. computer yeah. Yeah, game. Um, so the idea that it coming to Switch and with crossplay, maybe Sony will lock uh, the Warframe account to Sony platforms yeah. the same way that they did with uh, Fortnite. Yeah, right? if if you're not familiar, like what happened basically? So. Fortnite came out on the Switch and people were really excited to play. Fortnite, when you when you play Fortnite, you start an account with the game developer. Your account is specifically Epic. with Epic. Epic games, yeah. It's not a Sony account, it's with Epic. So people were like, oh cool, I can now take my Epic account and play on the Switch. Yeah. Um, and then they were informed without any notification or warning from Sony that because they had played it on a Sony system, yeah. they could not access their Epic account on the Switch. And likewise, if you start an Epic account and play it on the Switch, you cannot access that account 
on the PlayStation. Which oh, seems no, no, kind of no, like a douchey move, considering it's, it's not actu- a PS4 account. Yeah, it's actually not even that you can't migrate from the Switch to the, the Sony. It is anytime you log into Sony, it it locks to. Oh, the so you could you could start it on the Switch, play and on your Switch for a while, to it somewhere else. and then and then suddenly be like, hey, I want to play this on my PlayStation, and you play it on your PlayStation, but then you go back to your Switch and you can't yeah, play it. And yeah, there was no warning from Sony that this is a thing that would happen. Yeah. Um, a lot of people have spent a lot of money on this game because it does have microtransactions. Um, Fortnite. Fortnite, yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, like the problem is twofold: a, that people were blindsided, and b, that like, why the fuck? You yeah. know, it's it's one thing that like you you know you log into your PlayStation and you play, and you're only playing with people who also play on PlayStation, which yeah. fine, whatever. But then the fact that this account, which has nothing to do with Sony, is suddenly locked forever to only play on Sony machines. Yeah is fucked up. And that's and that's the same thing, that's my concern with Warframe, is that I would love to play Warframe on the Switch, but if I don't have access to the account that I've invested in, what's the point, right? Exactly. I, I think uh, Haley's position on, like, the fact that it coming to uh, Switch is a good thing yeah. overall, I, like, I don't disagree. And I think anytime we see more developers... Uh, take interest in consoles yeah. is always going to be better, right? Like and I the, always have like a warm spot in my dark coggles for Nintendo. You know what I mean? That's I hope what Sony I reverses their position. Oh. It's clearly a Sony decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Haley, tell us more about your cockles. No. Um, <laughs> uh, this is a family friendly. No, wait, it's never mind. Never been a oh, family it's friendly. It's always family cockles. friendly. There is no dirty cockles in my land. So, uh, Haley, uh, just regarding this specifically, what is like, in in your opinion, what is the like best outcome of? Uh, like Nintendo is specifically the Switch, like accepting these already established large games. Like, what is the best uh, outcome that that we can really anticipate? I guess. Uh, like, I mean, in, in, in my dream world, yeah. is they start setting the bar for quality again. Yeah, and I mean, basically, that, that's my that's my my best outcome. It. Uh, more realistic is, you know, it slightly elevates it. You know what I mean? Like these games that yeah. get released with mm-hmm. just fucking glitches up the ass, literally. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, now they have, yeah, like, now they're Nintendo competing to Nintendo, so then no. they have to kind of yeah. raise up their, you know, they have to raise up their standards a bit because Nintendo yeah, totally. is now a major contender. They have this certain quality, this certain expectation. Yeah. And to compete with it, you have to be somewhat close. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like the I, concept that you just uh, positioned that, like, Nintendo is, like, accepting these already established third parties and these more, uh, like, older crowds, you know, uh, this uh, this uh, definitely folks. more... Yes. Yeah, M, M for mature type players, like, accepting them does kind of position them more as a contender with your yeah. Sonys and your Microsofts, right? That, that puts them back into that same thing. Where we've talked about it before, uh, Nintendo makes toys, right? It's yeah. like, this is something for families to play together. This is for something for kids and teenagers and adults. But, like, kind of generation gap uh, crossing thing. Mm-hmm. But it does definitely put them more in a gamer space. Yeah. My opinion kind of leans towards, like, it 
makes them, you know, relevant in a uh, online space, like an online competitive uh, space, which they've never really been. No, true. What do you think of this uh, Nintendo subscription service? Oh, it's fucking shit. It but is. We're, we're it gonna, we're, we'll have to wrap up here. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's do the wrap-up shit. Okay. Uh, June. Yes. You have some pretty heavy shit that is going to take place in the yes. next 10 days. Yes. I'm so what, excited. What do you think people should check out in the meantime? Um, well, okay. So first public service announcement for those of you who haven't heard. Uh, Steve Ditko has passed. Oh, um, yes. Uh, yes. Steve if Ditko. you know who he is, then this is tragic news. If you don't know who he is, then... Uh, Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and a whole bunch of other big name comics he was a co-creator yeah so also ran uh, Blue Beetle Captain Adam the question helped with the creation of the question lots of shit yeah Yeah, totally so it's it's very sad Um, but things that people should check out um, recently I've started reading the, uh, the Earthsea series. Earthsea? I haven't, I haven't thought of that, that, uh, for quite some Yeah, time, it's, so. I mean, it's one of those series that it's such a seminal work that reading it, like, it's not, it's not derivative, but it is foundational to a lot of other fantasy. Yes. So it, it's, it's like a lot of stuff that, that seems derivative but is in fact it was original when it was yeah. written it's just been ripped off since then yeah um, the Tolkien effect exactly yeah, yeah. where it's like <laughs> you know have I read this before oh yeah I have but no it's yeah. uh, it's a very good series um, really well thought out definitely like it's a touch dated but it's still really good yeah uh, so that's pretty cool um, what else have I been reading <laughs> Yeah, I've been playing a lot of Final Fantasy for Yeah. I just, that's, that's kind of my jam. And then hanging out with Carolyn, of course. Yes, Hello. and yeah. Carolyn, yes. what uh, not Orphan Black thing, now that you finished it. We did finish it. Wait, 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 wait. Now that you've finished Orphan, before we do it, what yes. your suggestion is. Now that you've finished Orphan Black, like, beginning to end, whole series... Mm-hmm. Now that you're not going to be suggesting it every every time you sit down, what is your final verdict? Uh, like, let's do let's do five stars. So five one to five stars. stars. What is your final verdict? It gets ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's no, amazing. I cannot expect any better it's response amazing. from you. Actually, that's I pretty love good. This it, show. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I, I, all right. I, I, so, I, what, what would you suggest people it. check out instead We're of Orphan Black? We're watching Brooklyn Nine Nine. Right yes, now. that's really really hilarious. Yeah, it's a great show. That's the other. What else have we watched? Oh, what should we call it? What's that thing called? Ocean's Eight. We watched the Ocean's oh, Eight good? movie. Mm-hmm. It was really like good. Yeah. And then what's the one we watched? Oh, we watched Deadpool Two, which was also pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. hearing good Ooh, things. I just, yeah. uh, quick plug, uh, I've been watching a YouTube series called Folding Ideas, which is super cool. Okay, what's yeah. that about? Uh, he is actually from Calgary. Um, he does a lot of like film deconstruction, but not just like film, but general media. Oh, yeah. um, he talks, he's kind of a, like he is a critic, but yeah. he's a critic with more focus on things like editing mm. and structure mm. and you know the ideas behind certain decisions. Yeah. Um, and and how like ideas work together and flow. It's it's really cool. He's yeah, cool. It's a neat series. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, cool. 
Uh, so just Brooklyn Nine Nine, check it out while it while it's yeah. around. Yeah, and Ocean's Eight. And Ocean's Eight. Yeah, yeah, watch that. Yep, yep, yep. Cool. Uh, I've heard that they don't really like. Uh, people are both happy and upset with the lesbian relationship that it doesn't really get as much screen time as well, people lesbian would like. Relationship. Oh, oh, okay. Apparently, was, apparently it is. I was just it's kind well. of there. Yeah. It wasn't, right it, wasn't there like, it wasn't like a huge part of the plot. It just was. It was yeah. like one of the characters from the first movie yeah. just yeah. happened to have a girlfriend now and it wasn't like a big deal which I actually thought yeah. was actually better yeah. than it being the focus because yeah. then she's just a person. It's not necessarily like it's not progressive so much as it is affirming yeah it is like just the fact that they're there and you know it's and nobody not really a thing. focuses on it yeah exactly. it's, just, it's just it's just a the part of the character is, yeah it's, okay it's yeah. actually better that I, way. I do agree with that because like, yeah your your statement it's not progressive it's affirming yeah. that's yeah. exactly it because it's like yeah if they did anything more than it's like and this is my girlfriend now shut the fuck up let's go do the thing yeah exactly like, if it's anything more than that then it's neither progressive or affirming. Right. It is sensationalized. Yeah, right? like yeah, it, it either. And this time yeah. it's just sort of like, oh, by the way, I have a girlfriend. Cool, nice to see you again. Let's kill this evil person. <laughs> yeah, I have not seen it, but uh, I understand that every time that it's Yukio, is that yeah, right? Yeah, that's her name. Every time she's uh, she's around, she's just like, hi, Wade, and yeah, he's like, hi, Yukio. Yes, yes, that, yes. That's, that's, yes, that's the game. It. Yeah. yeah, it's so <laughs> okay. funny. I and do then, like yeah, that. Uh, because yeah. that's exactly how I would be. It's, yeah, if, like, it's so one of my funny. friends from Longo, they show up and they're like, oh, yeah, I'm gay, and here, here's my partner, I'd be like, <gasps> <laughs> I love both of you. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly how. Yeah, yeah it's pretty. <laughs> and and Negasonic yeah. just kind of like rolls her eyes. She's yeah. like, you know, like how you how do you like him? She's like, what? He's he's nice. And she's like, yeah, wait till you get to know him. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also like, yeah. I mean, you got to look at that and be like, here's my my bubbly femme girlfriend, and yeah. here's my butch goth girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that's the perfect pairing. It it really yeah. is. <laughs> they see they're they're a cute couple. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Haley, do you want to plug anything while we're here? Uh, okay, it's ridiculous, and I okay. completely blame Tyler for this, but this okay. week, um, in the last week, I've downloaded um, Magikarp Jump. <laughs> I haven't played that in so Magikarp? long. Oh, it, it's just an absolutely ridiculous game that um, Tyler was very happy to show to me, and then yeah. very happy to get me addicted, because I'm so competitive, I'm just trying to beat his rank, like, that seems it, to be the driver. Yeah, it's funny, because when I was playing it, I kept insisting you guys play it, but uh, apparently I'm not as good as Tyler. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> he does provide me with certain benefits, it... Yeah, boyfriend benefits. <clears throat> yeah, boyfriend benefits. <laughs> so now my week has been feverishly, you know, in my kind of downtime while I'm watching TV shows, trying to, like, concentrate it, concentrate on it to just beat his rank. Okay. Because he's the only person I've played in a long time that beat me at Mario Kart, and I'm still suffering <laughs> from that. The fact still that he suffering. beat me at it really breaks my heart, mm. so... I, in fact, have Magikarp junk still on my phone, so... Maybe I'll mm-hmm. maybe I'll I'll fire that up again because it is actually a pretty fun. It is it is game. a fun little game, right? And even for a free game, yeah. it does have the ability for microtransactions. But at the same time, yeah. it seems to have enough going on that it kind of you know gives you fifteen minutes of entertainment at a time. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and that's which and can that's, be the uh, just right amount. Exactly. Yeah, that was my thing. I would play it on like my breaks at work, sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, so that any... that's been my thing this week. 
Any comics? Anything like that? Uh, you know what? Books? I mean, I Movies, I don't shows? know if we mentioned this before, but the um, Scarlett Johansson stuff has kind of been bothering me, but I don't know how to broach <sighs> it. Uh, yeah, it's hard to broach, it's but bothering all of us. also, it, and it's not fuck. it's not her first time through this ringer. We're also at time two or three at this point. Yeah, um, for the I'm just a blonde is no. For a more in depth. Uh, Investigation, a more in-depth uh, exploration. Future episode uh, of that, maybe a future episode, but more realistically, we, since we're heading towards a hiatus mm, here, um, we've already talked about the subject. Yeah, like, we, we've talked fact, about this. It, in basically, depth. like the only thing to add is that Scarlett Johansson is clearly tone deaf, and fuck it, she can do what she yeah. wants. Um, but also uh, check out maybe trends like these. Uh, the past week, uh, the week of what day is today? The 7th of July? It is the 7th um, of July. My only day off this week. Yeah. Uh, so, on the 6th of July, there was an episode of Trends Like These uh, that had, had a more thorough discussion mm. of uh, why it's a problem and what her response was and stuff. If you're interested in knowing exactly how tone deaf and just kind of shitty she is about the whole thing mm. yeah, check out trends like these uh, for last week and, and they kind of um, review it further mm. okay uh, yeah and I will just say I am a huge weeb and I've picked up like old uh, I, I've picked up uh, Yu-Gi-Oh but uh, oh. like the comics it's really, really good it's actually huh. way better than, than the show leads you to believe um I, I would suggest checking out. It's crazy dark. Hmm. Like, uh, the character like from the show Joey Wheeler. Yeah. Uh, in the in the comic, Janucci is his name. Okay. He's straight up killed people. Like, really? I've read th- uh, six uh, of like the issues. I yeah. guess. Yeah. He's he's straight up killed people in those six issues. Um, Yugi just goes around damning souls left and right. Like, really? the whole thing is super dark and very good. <laughs> like, uh, the cartoon really kind of, like, narrowed its scope to be, like... More kid-friendly? More kid-friendly, more let's sell this card game type thing. Huh. Series is really good, really dark. It got a lot of mystery, a lot of, uh, a lot of intrigue in it. Yeah. Can I talk you two into proofreading my book, by the way? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have some time upcoming. Awesome. All right. Yeah. Um. So we're uh, as mentioned at the beginning of the episode, and, and just frequent or just recently here, uh, we are heading towards a hiatus. Uh, June has uh her uh, health stuff that she is taking care of, which is super exciting. Oh, it's uh, so exciting. Once she once she's finished, we're gonna have a. Party? I was gonna say christening. That's probably not the right word. We're planning to have a Hello Kitty party beforehand, but having it after makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, once once you're able to drink again, so yes, yeah, yeah. true. That's a good. We'll uh, we will do this. Oh yes, and we were gonna do it Hello Kitty themed. I'm totally on board for that. That'd be so funny. Uh, So we'll have a a party when you get back, and uh, of course Haley being out of town and trying to build a cabin like she's. 
Thomas Jefferson. I don't. Who lives in a cabin? I don't know. Um, he did. It sounds like the premise for a horror movie. Sorry, Haley. Yeah. It just does. Uh, uh, every day when I'm in the river, I feel like this is the this is going to be the day that all of a sudden there's a crocodile in the middle of the nothing. That there's a place there's no crocodiles or alligators. Yeah, yeah. I, I would be more worried about like a Jason Voorhees type situation, but that's just me. Huh. Um, so with Haley out of town and, and doing her personal uh, building a house in the middle of nowhere stuff. Uh, oh, on, on a uh, side note, on a complete mm-hmm. side note, Nanaima was the 2008 culture city champion. Okay, whatever. <laughs> with June going off to uh, uh, to a different province to do her medical stuff. And me personally, I, I haven't mentioned this before, but like it's very clear. I've talked about it quite a lot on my website and, and other uh, avenues. Uh, I do deal with some mental health issues, and I've kind of been struggling lately. Uh, I, I've needed a break for a while, so we are going to be going on. Uh, I wouldn't want to call it an indefinite hiatus, because it is you know, definitely going to end. Uh, we just haven't really decided on when that's going to be. Uh, so if you're listening to this, uh, keep us in your po- uh, podcast feed, and we'll definitely be back. And it might be, you know, a few weeks. It might be a couple months. It might be longer than that. If you check out uh, our website at scudsworth.com, and if you follow us on uh, social media, and if you check us out uh, everywhere that you can find our information, we will keep you informed about when we're coming back and and what we're doing and how everybody's feeling. So don't worry about us never coming back because we will. Uh, We just kind of have to figure out what we're doing and where we're going and how we're all feeling in the future. Mm -hmm. Uh, So uh, be cool with that, I guess, is Mm -hmm. what we ask. Bye for now. And thank you Uh, to both of our lovely uh, viewers. listeners. Yeah. Uh, Listeners, people. S- yes. People. Uh, everyone. Yeah. Everyone who follows us on, on social media and stuff. Yes. Uh, speaking of social media, uh, you can find our various accounts. If you want to check out June on Twitter, she's at... Gemini underscore trans. If you want to find Haley, she's at... Haley M. Garner. If you want to find me, I'm at Titeska. That's T-E-H-S-E-U-D. Carolyn doesn't use Twitter. I don't tweet. No. No tweeting. And I don't know if she's like on Instagram or anything. No. She doesn't really tell me about... What she does. She do. doesn't owe you an explanation. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> Instagram it. Okay. No, no. Maybe I'll just follow I'll follow you on LinkedIn? I don't know. LinkedIn? <laughs> yeah, okay. okay. We can uh, link up. Uh, you can also find the official uh, uh, Everything is the Worth uh, Twitter feed at, uh, if you just look for at the worst 25. That's the worst 25. If you want to find us on Facebook, where you can just search for scutsworth.com. Everything we do is there. I think there's a official, is there a, a Facebook for yep. Everything is the Worth? There is, yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay, so just search everything's worth there. Um, and uh, yeah, check out our the Scudsworth website for new stuff and uh, for updates for when we're gonna come back and do more of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you wanna kick us a couple dollars, I know I didn't really sell you on the idea of paying to our Patreon since we're taking a, a break for a little while, but you can always find us on patreon.com uh, slash T-E-H-S-C-U-D or just follow one of the links on the Scudsworth website. 
that's it for us, unless anybody else had any. No. Because I'm rambling. I'm good. Yeah. Okay, if you listen, thanks for listening. If you didn't listen, thanks for nothing. Allow the music to play you out.